The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it Mondays here at Tailvar City Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Hope you do it all right. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and you. Shout out Anthony Sargent first, followed by Brian, and then Mark and Jim. There's your uh, your foursome getting in early and can always stream the show. David just missed out. It's okay, David. Thanks for joining us. Hail Varsity YouTube is where you watch the show, can interact that way, can dial up 800-825-5865 or 489-1240. You can always email chris at hailvarsity.com. Find us and follow us on Twitter. Give the show a follow on X or Twitter or whatever you call it at H Varsity Radio at Herbal Essence for Elijah at Schmidt underscore radio for me. Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride. One hour from now, we'll get Charlie's take as signing, signing day draws near. On Wednesday, we have a full meal deal of coverage for you here on Hale Varsity. Supposed to hear from Matt Rule. Uh, about mid-morning, uh, and uh, we'll be there for that. And, uh, of course, uh, run down uh, the uh, the info, the uh, industry leaders, and our response, you know, uh, on, on just what type of haul Nebraska makes on Wednesday. So, uh, Coach McBride in an hour, Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFLer, with his um, coming up in hour two. Uh, Montana Husker, if you were to place a bet today, who's the game one starter at QB1 in Lincoln? Montana Husker fan is asking that question. I'm putting my money. I'm putting mama's money. I'm putting more of mama's money. I would say it's Dylan Riola. There. I said it. Do I have any inside knowledge? No. I'm placing a bet per Montana Husker fan's request. If you had inside knowledge, it would be null and void, and you'd have legal ramifications. Right, yeah. right. But let's just let's get it on the table. And open phones this whole hour if you want to check in. Does this thing go down to the wire? Is there a tug of war going on between Nebraska and Georgia? I ask that because of... A report out from Athlon. Athlon reporting there's still contact between Georgia and Kirby Smart and Dylan Raiola and different uh, parts of the staff. You'd have to assume Bobo has been trying to fire up the phone line or the FaceTime. And the uh, folks, some of the national recruiting analysts are saying, you know what? Georgia's not out of it. Now, I see two things. I see Matt Rule uh, tweeting out a picture of Walter Payton getting over the goal line. So make that whatever you want to make of that. (laughs) If he got over the goal line, why would he be tweeting that out? Maybe he's just a Walter Payton fan. Or maybe you got the answer you've been wanting all weekend, over the weekend. Just just saying. Two, uh, you have uh, Carson Beck making his announcement, that going public today. Carson Beck is coming back 
to Georgia for 2024. Carson Beck went 12 and 1. Might go 13 and 1. Might finish in the top three. On Carson Beck's watch, God forbid, Georgia did not three peat. <laughs> okay. So if I'm a five star quarterback and I want a chance to go start, I can try and beat out a guy that went 12 and 1, maybe 13 and 1. Uh, fine. I don't know that that's feasible at Georgia. Maybe. Maybe I mean, Georgia's also gone with a walk-on to, to win the starting job over their uh, fury of four- and five-star quarterbacks. They bring in one or two or three every year. But if I'm looking at a place to go win a job and I look at the quarterback room, Danny Kalen, solid. That's awesome. Uh, you have Harburg. Uh, you have Chubba Purdy right now. And then you put yourself in that quarterback room if you're Dylan Riola. I'm going to get every opportunity to go win that job. Probably a better shot at doing so at Nebraska than I do Georgia. That's just my math. That's why I'm not worried about Wednesday. The only thing here about going down to the wire, no. I think Nebraska's got their yes, and I think Nebraska, it comes down to what now? When do they get an announcement? When does the rest of the world get to know about Dylan Raiola? That's my theory. You have... Georgia doing their due diligence. Great, the communication. What was the communication? Hey, son, we still want you. Hey, son, Carson Beck's coming back. Hey, uh, are you sure about Nebraska or good luck at Nebraska? Who knows? It wasn't bugged. We don't know what the conversation was between them and Georgia. I mean, I am kind of with you here. I'm not taking communication with Georgia in the Iolas, Dylan, Don, whoever it was, to indicate – well, they're still in this race. Could it mean that? Yes. Do I believe that is the case? No. I don't think Georgia has had as much success as they've had in recent years and won as many titles as they've won in recent years by rolling over on recruits late in the process. You know, by saying, oh, well, he's going to visit Nebraska. I guess we're out of it. I don't think that's the cloth from which Kirby Smart no. and his staff is cut. No, no I think they're going to fight tooth well, and nail. What happened a, a weekend after Dylan was here in May? Kirby got the commitment Yeah, May 8th, okay? He got the commitment because he's as competitive as get out. So I don't think Georgia's rolling over, but I'm also not taking that as a sign that Georgia is back in this hunt by any means. I mean, by all accounts, I think the I, death I don't, I don't nail think, here is, is Carson Beck coming back. I think Carson Beck coming back is not good for Georgia. I also look at the fact that— As far as the Riola sweepstakes. I mean, uh, most recruits— don't go and take an official visit the weekend before they're slated to sign with a team that they don't have intentions to sign with. That's what I keep on coming back to. Optically, it's very, very, very weird and puts you in a rough place with Georgia fans to go and do that. It's called stadium stairs. They want to practice. <laughs> yeah. And the final thought here is there's been a lot of, of, I guess I'm not even sure we can call them rumors anymore. I mean, the, it sounds like the Nebraska coaching staff all of them, every single member of that coaching staff, was out in Ainsworth on Saturday visiting with Carter Nelson, watching him play basketball. Again, Two Jets again, and that, a crashing a wedding. Yes, I was getting there. And a, uh, a basketball game between Ainsworth and Kozad. Kozad won that basketball game. It's the only score I've seen from Ainsworth this year. That's why I was curious to see. Been, fighting Chris Dishmans and Brendan Holbein. I've, I've been wondering to see Kozad. how, how uh, Carter Nelson's been playing in basketball this year. That's the first final score I've seen live on Twitter this year. So, But yes, as you kind of alluded to, 
the whole coaching staff went to a a wedding in Ainsworth that night. Sounds like a whole bunch of the town was there, and it sounds like the coaching staff was having a good time. And you can go look at Matt Rule's late night tweets from that night to see what I mean there. The coaching staff sounds like it was having a good time. I don't think this coaching staff would go up to Ainsworth and spend more time there than they needed to and go hang out at a wedding unless they felt really, really, really good about where they were with Dylan five-star. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm not, yeah. not going to call it a celebratory night for a five-star, but I don't think you would be spending more time away from Lincoln than you had to unless well, you Donnie, felt very, very Donnie's good. Donnie's got it. And, and Donnie went to wrestling with Dom and Dylan. And they probably got to see Uncle Andy and, and, uh, and Nephew Chandler at, at wrestling. And, uh, of course, Coach Manning's greatness. So, listen, I think we're doing an all right job of connecting dots to talk folks off whatever Husker ledge you're on about Wednesday. Does Wednesday yield a five-star quarterback? We think so. Does Wednesday yield a inside linebacker from Miami? We think so. Maybe also uh, Dylan Williams, another Dylan. Dylan Williams, though, the late afternoon development is he did post a picture of him and Dan Lanning on Twitter this afternoon, so you wonder what that means for this. It means that the puncher's chance was at least you got him here over the weekend. I don't think that means it's dead, but I don't think that's a good sign. No, I think I think hanging out with Coach Lanning, a smaller version doppelganger of one Jeremiah Searles. Uh, no, that's that's not not great. But at least you got him in at the twelfth hour. Is uh, is Wingo, or is it Ringo or Wingo? Wingo, Wingo, as in Trey, not Trey, Ryan. but Ryan Wingo. Joke. Uh, but what's what's his status right now? You know, it's been a lot of radio silence on Ryan Wingo. Th- there, there has been, and and while Mr. Baker says hi, I'm in Austin. Wingo has said nothing, despite the fact that it sounds like he was scheduled to have been in Austin this weekend. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any pictures of him in Austin. I didn't either. It's been radio silence on social media. I haven't seen anything on the Texas message board. I saw a lot on the Texas message boards. Brandon Baker says rumors of him coming to Lincoln are false. He will be in Austin. He is in Austin. Nothing on Ryan Wingo. Something, not tells, yet. Me, something tells me Ryan Wingo got those same texts. Hey. Did he not return them? Hi. How are you? Where, where are you? You want to go get some barbecue at Earl's? Come on. You want to go see Matthew and go, all right, all right, all right? Uh, check out 6th Street. Who's on the line? We have Pete on the line. Pete, thanks for calling. Get us kicked off. How are you doing today? We're good, man. What do you know? Uh, not too much. I guess as a parent, uh, I would feel more comfortable sending my kid to a university that my brother or his uncle is a coach there so he can keep an eye on him. And I think I think that has a little more pull than what, what people think. And maybe he's kind of holding out to the last end to try to get some negotiations for a little more money. Who knows? You know, I, I think it's it's important from a timing standpoint. Pete, thanks for the phone call. Good points. Yeah, the, the, the family poll's very real. I think Matt Rule is very real. I think Uncle Donnie's very real. And the, NI, the NIL situation's going to be fine. But I think this might be more about opportunity and situation where you have the opportunity to go win a job. Uh, two, uh, you also have the opportunity to be part of, of bringing something back. And you could be a guy that does a championship run at Georgia, not that that's not impressive with Stetson Bennett, because uh, it had been a billion years between national championships with Georgia. 
He got two of them. But you could be another another guy at Georgia while you can be the guy in Lincoln and you can you can receive the same type of reckoning, Elijah, that the Johnny Rogers uh, of the world get, the Jerry Taggies get, the Turner Gills get, Tommy Frazier gets on field, the Scott Frosts get. I mean, that that is... That is legendary, and it's one thing to go win a lot of ball games and be a high draft pick and be a five star and and be really talented and go win a job that young. It's another thing to go down in program history. It is. It is historical. It is history making. And there's just a reality right now. Nebraska's been in this certain rut. And are you the guy with you and your mates that that pull them out of not only hey you get back to bowl eligibility. But damn, you get Nebraska to a playoff berth in a playoff era. I mean, it has been over, we're working on 23 years since Nebraska has played for a national championship. And that is hard to say out loud if you're a Nebraska, it's hard to hear out loud if you're a Nebraska fan. But that's, that's what we're talking about here. That's, that's the difference making with, with help. It isn't fair to put it all on his shoulders despite the, High praise and high uh, high notoriety of of what he is coming in. I mean, top quarterback in this class. So uh, we'll get into the Casey Thompson situation here. There's one more point I'd like to sure, make please before do. we get to Casey Thompson. I might have to hold over for for next segment. next segment four eight nine twelve forty. Want to get in on this? Are you worried about Wednesday? One of the things that that I have to look at here is I have to look at this from. A Dylan Ryola perspective. And let's get a... We say... Montana Husker fan says he just flipped. Let's let's check the old Twitter here. What happened? Casey just flipped? Or uh, Dylan just flipped? Let's check the old Twitter here. Dun-dun-dum. No, I'm seeing nothing. I'm seeing nothing. No. I see Carlon Jones has officially... Oh, a lot of people saying he's in. Okay. Why am I not seeing anything? The, the Twitter machine says what? The Twitter, Twitter machine, machine says what? The Twitter machine says that Carlon Jones is officially committed to USC. Good for him. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't see anything uh, from, from Dylan's Oh, Twitter. here we go. Hayes Fawcett, five-star quarterback Dylan Ryla, tells me he has flipped from Georgia to Nebraska. All right. It is officially official. There we have it. Celebrating. There we go. Hayes Fawcett. We spent a whole 20 minutes trying to talk people off the ledge here, and we didn't even have to. Dylan Ryla comes in last minute. On three. Uh, makes it uh, notable here. This is just two minutes ago, per Hayes Fawcett. And here comes the old Hale Varsity tweet as well. Dylan Ryolan has has committed to Nebraska. Uh, But that's, uh, again, Hayes Fawcett's news uh, of on three. Breaking, breaking. And uh, we'll post and retweet this here. It's up Uh, on my Twitter page. Yeah, we'll see if... Uh, there is a announcement video that will soon follow from Mr. Riola. But we asked you, are you worried about Wednesday? Clearly, Hayes Fawcett <laughs> is not worried about Wednesday for Nebraska. So Now we got to go scroll up in all the, uh, the comments and expose the people that said I'm getting worried. Expose people say he's not coming to Nebraska. It's all right I'm to kidding. worry. I'm it's kidding. all right. But listen, you do the math. Uh, you, you've got Carson Beck. 
You've got Uncle Donnie and, 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 and Dylan hanging out all weekend. You got two jets to Ainsworth. And you've got some pretty cool tweets by Matt Rule. Getting over the goal line with one Walter Payton. Sweetness. Rule ain't worried. But uh, on three has it. Has it uh, their national analyst, Hayes Fawcett, says Dylan Raiola is in. More reaction to that. More thoughts from you at 489-1240. Hail Varsity continues, powered by Cornhead Lager. Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hail Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hail Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, 489-1242. National outlets confirming the flip. Dylan Riola going to Nebraska. You have on three in Hayes Fawcett. You have Pete Thamel of ESPN also reporting and uh, kind of lines up with how we think and what we've heard the weekend went like for Dylan Riola. And uh, right now you have uh, kind of a rundown here from this on three report. Riola previously committed to the Bulldogs since May when he chose them over Nebraska, USC, and Oregon. He was also a one-time pledge to Ohio State, backed off of that last December, reopened his recruitment, was in in Lincoln, of course, in May, and then committed to Georgia in uh, in the early part of May. So where they have Raiola at right now, almost 6'3", 230, the number 16 overall prospect in the 2024 cycle, according to industry ranking from on three, uh, and uh, he's the number three quarterback per on three this cycle and uh, waiting on official comment here from the Riolas, right? I mean, that's who needs to put out the word uh, finally, and, and maybe that drops tonight with their recruiting commitment video. But from a scouting summary, advanced arm talent, the ability to make a wide variety of high-level throws at a high school as a as a high school signal caller, identified as a top arm talent and quarterback in the 2024 cycle, early in his high school career, physically uh, developed around that 6'3", 220 frame, and able to uh, to to naturally throw uh, with his motion, uh, a lot of deep. Uh, shots in deep catalog as a sophomore and uh, really played well. I remember Bruce Feldman tweeting out during the Elite 11, just one simple word, Elijah, and that was, wow, uh, mm-hmm. capable to create. So while he's a pocket guy, he's not um, a statue in in back. So And uh, reports out there that Dylan has officially put this up on his Instagram. Okay. So we can go check that. I've also heard. Maybe an appearance on Bustin' with the Boys later this week for Dylan Ryle. That's uh, the rumor mill on the street today. We'll see if that comes to fruition or not. He has officially changed his picture on Instagram to him in a Husker jersey. Okay. Uh, there is no official post yet, but he has changed his Instagram. But the, the imagery suggests. Yeah. All right, so well, how done. do you feel? Nebraska fan. I think you got to be jacked. You got to be excited, clearly and obviously. It's weird because the, the, the main feeling I have right now is just relief. Like, oh, man. Thank Do God. You? After the past week, thank God I'm not the idiot who was wrong for a whole week. <laughs> Dude, you're, you're, you're fine. I think we went at this thing 
pretty pretty measured. Uh, Big Red Junkies want to know if Dylan Riola could pull off the uh, Jordan Westerkamp mustache in a Husker uniform. God, I'd love to see it. Mm. Uh, David checks in. Nebraska still needs wide receivers, plus a real good running back. I think that's a worry for Wednesday. Yeah. Today is a win for, for Husker Nation. And I, and Realistically, I, think, I mean, it's, I, I, it's the highest rated recruit Nebraska has picked up in the online recruiting era. Yeah. And it's the highest recruit, says Pete Thamel, uh, since 06. We'll talk to Jay Moore about that, that last highest ranked recruit, and that was Marlon Lucky. Um, I mean, where, where do you rank this, Schmitty, in terms of, of recruiting wins in Nebraska? Do you have to go back to Tommy Frazier in terms of biggest recruiting wins since? From a quarterback. You can revise history, and Zach Taylor was a monster recruiting win, although it didn't feel or sound like it at the time. It was another Juco. But it's not Dylan Riola. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is if we get performance on the field that matches all the accolades coming in, then it is game-changing. It is program-changing in the sense of Turner Gill and Tommy Frazier. It's the first five-star quarterback Nebraska's ever picked up. No, I know, and, and, and think and about it. There were guys before that would have been five stars should sure. there have been a star ranking system, such as Tommy Frazier, mm-hmm. the first name that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the importance of this can be overstated. It, it's one of the biggest moments for Nebraska football since the turn of the century. No, it's, it's a big moment. It's a big moment in a needed moment because Nebraska is what right now? Nebraska's five and seven. Nebraska's going into a very, very tough middle class, let alone upper class, of the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Okay? And there's a new era of college football where sooner rather than later, there's going to be 64 teams that could be part of this new subdivision of college football where there's NIL and transfer rules, and this is this is the... One league. You got to be in if you're anybody, if you're anything in the world of football. You want to keep making that money uh, when it comes to TV contracts and funding NIL. I know it's not through the university, but you get my point. I mean, you got to fund the building. You got to fund the athletic department. You got to fund other programs within the athletic department. So, no, this is a needed moment in Nebraska football history to get somebody of this skill and this caliber. Now, uh, again, uh, on three and ESPN national reporting that Dylan Riola has flipped. You have Instagram, <coughs> excuse me, uh, that has been changed. Dylan's Instagram is now a Nebraska jersey. Um. <laughs> Davis David also says this this tops the Hunter Salas parade from last year. <clears throat> I and you know, there's a lot of you saying, look, I don't believe the Riolas and Donnie would would jerk Nebraska around. It comes down to the kid's feel and decision, and Nebraska did a better job of making him feel at home and comfortable, and staying with him and keeping that door open. And I go back to Georgia. And, you know, Carson Beck is going to be an incumbent starter. Not that Riola couldn't beat him out, but it doesn't happen real often. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm not choked up. I've just got bad lungs. 
I promise. Who's on the line? If Gary on the line. Gary, thanks for calling. Go ahead. You bet. Well, congratulations, guys. Uh, any way you shake it, it is uh, a tremendous piece of news. However, there is one piece equally as important, and that's who's going to be hired as the quarterback's coach. Our, uh, our good old UNL needs to go out and not only find the best, but the best, not who's convenient, not who can come, but somebody that's the best. Because you still got a kid that's never played one snap in a college ball game. And uh, it takes a little time, and it takes coaching. And truthfully, we don't have it right now. So we need not only the best, but we need the best person that's out there, bar none, for at least a couple years to put that program, that part of the program, solidly on the ground. You got the tool now. You got the star. But you got to coach them. You got to make them make them a star, of which they're not yet at this time at the collegiate. Look how many college quarterbacks you never hear of once they get into the pros. They just get wiped away. Same thing happens with high school kids if it isn't done right. So that step, tremendously important. And it's I'm sure it's being worked on, but I just want to put it on the table. Thanks, guys. Great show. Yeah, I appreciate you. And, you know, uh, there, there's a couple of names that that are out there. And... One name is uh, Christensen. Jeff Christensen. Jeff we Christensen. Talked to him a little bit last week. Jeff Christensen, uh, the uh, the quarterback coach that works with Dylan right now, mm-hmm. but also works with Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield. So uh, I I think there's Christensen's been on campus. He also worked with McCord, didn't he? That he did, yeah. Yeah, so there, there's some commonality there with McCord and, and Riola and, and Christensen. Who's the guy I threw out to you last week from Baylor, 2017? I got to look that up. That's the name that there's been more steam picking up on recently. <clears throat> I need a cough drop. Uh, yeah, live radio, wonderful. I'm hammering water, I promise you. Glenn Thomas? Uh, yeah, Glenn Thomas is the name. He's currently with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, he's uh, he's a analyst right now for the Steelers, but he's been uh, uh, an OC uh, for Rule, going back to Temple and to Baylor. He's been quarterbacks coach. He's been co-offensive coordinator. Are you grading that cigarette during the commercial break? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm on the as soon as Riley committed Schmitty's sparking up a cigarette <laughs> I'm on the last uh, leg of this uh, chest congestion it's always good so yeah Nebraska uh, excited uh, Husker fans elated and we're going through the uh, YouTube post here on Hale Varsity He's in, he's in, there's exclamation points, there's smiley faces. I need you to talk for two seconds. I I can do that. Patrick chimes in, he says he might have to take the day off of work on Wednesday. Good idea, Patrick, I do like that. Uh, The question a lot of people have have posed, which I'm not sure I'm completely ready to get into right now, Schmitty, is where does Nebraska go at wide receiver? He floated the Ryan Wingo name out there in the first hour. There's been a noticeable radio silence from him, at least across his social media posts. 
and whatnot. That's a name you wonder about. You wonder about the the other flips that could be coming. It wasn't just Royal Nebraska's going after this week, and I think that's where the conversation becomes because as much as this felt somewhat expected, uh, at least for those in the media circles around Nebraska, you were still waiting for the the news to finally become official, for this to to really be true. Because as Brett says here in the comments, it's program changing. I don't think you can you can overstate that. This is an absolutely program changing development for Nebraska, and Nebraska's found their quarterback for the next three to four seasons, most likely. Well, I mean, you've got an elite talent that doesn't come by every day to any program, and it's an elite talent that doesn't come by every day to Nebraska. I mean, think about some of the skill position greats at Nebraska. Irving Fryer, wide receiver, right? Mm-hmm. Number one pick overall in an option offense. Other passing quarterbacks that you're comfortable calling a passing quarterback, you had Hum and Ferragamo in the 70s. And and then you have to go all the way to, to Zach Taylor for, for a, a pro-style throw-first guy. And what you get here, too, and we'll get more into it, is you get a, a pass-first guy that has some mobility and – can run, but it's not it's not necessary. More on Dylan Riola's flip on the way. And now. And now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Logger, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and Mary Flipmas says Danny Johnson, the word out from on three at ESPN that Dylan Riola has flipped from Georgia to Nebraska, needing the official announcement from Dylan and the Riolas. Now, Instagram does show him wearing big red gear now. In his Twitter bio now does also say at Husker Football Nation as opposed to at Georgia Football. So, All right. As official as official can be. So the only thing needed is this <laughs> uh, release. Uh, so... There we go. Charlie McBride with us. Get Charlie's take here in about 20 minutes or so. Uh, the Athletic confirming and reporting the flip has happened. A word to describe this moment for you as a Nebraska fan. I think we put into words what we think it means for the program moving forward. And uh, Mitch has some... Some good stuff here. The drama is over. As Nebraska was able to land the number six player nationally, the number two quarterback per 24-7 composite. And it's so big. And, and all ties were there to, to keep your foot in the door with Dylan Riola. Now you have an offense here that could really suit his skill set, and his skill set can suit what you want to do as Nebraska football. That's use the tight end. That's find the wide receivers. That's have a quarterback that is in uh, rhythm with uh, what the defense is showing. As in, all right, let's read a defense. Let's scan the field. Let's find the open guy. And let's just say it. Say what it is. You have upgraded at the quarterback spot. Remarkably. And I know that may sound like a hot take or being caught up in the moment, but you're getting a guy that plays and has played against high-level competition that's been groomed from a very young age 
to play quarterback at the college level and, and possibly at some point the pro level. And th- those dudes don't come along every day where they are competent and the skill set goes with that competency to, to be really pretty good, to be a difference maker. I mean, you even me. got you the cough drop during the commercial break. No, I know. It's either LSD or a cough drop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, take one of these. Why is there a, um, a dancing bear on it? Shut up and take it, Schmidt. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's – let's look at Nebraska's offense right now. Returning line, for the most part, except Nuri. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers that have played – uh, Big Ten football for a year, sporadically. You probably need a vet to come in from the portal or get a, a portal guy that has some years under his belt. I like your tight end in Fedoni. Uh, and then you, you've got a running back room that, that maybe uh, you've got Emmett and you've got some guys coming back that, that were dinged last year, Irvin and, and Ramir. But you could have Dante uh, Dowdell, Dowdell, excuse me, Dowdell, the the Oregon kid Mm. that is going to be visiting in January. He's a portal guy from Oregon. So uh, that may vault him to a higher level because he's he's pretty good. Now, Emmett's been pretty solid. Emmett needs more than 15 carries. A game, but you you couple the line with the receivers and this quarterback, you've got enough around Dylan to have a pretty good projected twenty twenty four. Well, and as we talked about last week on the show, Schmitty, Nebraska needs an extra seven points a game, twenty four points per game. I think with what this defense has returning, you feel good about Nebraska's ability to win a good majority of their games, at least make a bowl game, if not make some some more hay, scoring 24 to 28 points a game. I think that's the number you're looking for. Nebraska's offense last year was, what, just under 20 points per game? It was around 18, if I remember correctly. It was, eight, it was 18. 18 points per game. It was miserable. You would think that the top player in the country, in his own right, and you've seen the highlights, I know you don't exactly know what you have in a kid until he makes it to college, until he's going through spring practice. He's going against Division One level competition. But a kid that has been mentored by NFL quarterbacks, NFL quarterback coaches, for as long as he's wanted to be a quarterback. We're dating back to, to fifth grade, sixth grade. It's been guys like John Kitna, guys like Matthew Stafford, guys like Jeff Christensen, the who's who of, of guys around the NFL that have been there and done that. Dan Orlovsky's another one. I know he ran out the back of the end zone uh, in that one game for the Lions, but he's still a damn good quarterback. These are the guys that have been mentoring Dylan Riola from as early as he knew he wanted to be a quarterback. Nebraska has never had that before, ever. And adding a guy like that into this room, into this offense, uh, can take you forward leaps and bounds. A good quarterback, I said it last week, it doesn't fix all the problems within your team, but it's a good Band-Aid for 70% of them. No, I mean, you got a guy that can go make make plays, make throws, make decisions, and he's he's been built for this. He's a guy that you are going to trust with the ball in his hands because mm-hmm. he can make things happen. Well, and let's see... Let's see this. Let's see on third and eight if it ain't there. Let's throw it out of bounds. Right? Let's punt the football and not turn it over. 
More of your reaction here on the stream, Hale Varsity YouTube channel. You can also dial up 489-1240, your reaction to the flip that's been reported, Dylan Riola to Nebraska. Uh, Chad asks the question, still would love to know what Georgia did in the 11th hour to get Dylan to Nebraska, but whoever lowered the NIL or gave off bad vibes, thank you. I think there's a combination of things where, listen, there may have been some asked and answered questions. You ask, hey, what's the quarterback room going to look like? And if the impression was in May, Carson Beck's got one year, then Carson Beck is off to the NFL, presumably, that was a much cleaner picture at quarterback. Right now, Carson Beck made his announcement official that he's coming back. And that clouds the quarterback. The path to a starting job is much cleaner in Lincoln on top of the family connections, on top of a mentality. The mentality wanted to want to be the guy that brings the program back to greatness. Mm-hmm. Who's with us? JJ's on the line. JJ, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Well, JJ said peace out. Thanks for trying anyway. 489-1240, 489-1240. We'll get to more of your calls. They're up against a break here. So if you're on the line, stay yep. there. We'll get to you here in just a second. And uh, can email chris at hailvarsity.com. But yeah, this is program changing. That is, that's what I'm going to walk away with. And a statement from Dylan Riola here on Twitter. In the realm of college dreams where purpose takes flight, <clears throat> enter Dylan Riola crafting his narrative in the night. Once lured by Georgia where powerhouse glory gleamed, yet Nebraska's purpose in his heart brightly beamed. It's a poem, wow. In the scarlet and cream where legacies entwine, Dylan, like Rogers, Rogier, and Crouch, a hero in the line. No longer a cog in some powerhouse machine, but a quarterback with an even grander ambition unseen. In a weekend's decision, destiny calls to fill his purpose where a new dynasty enthralls. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hale Varsity continues. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and uh, can find us on Twitter at uh, HV Radio and the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. There are hundreds and hundreds of you chiming in. We appreciate you hanging with us. We'll get to your comments in the stream. We'll hear from Charlie McBride his reaction. On the official announcement from Dylan Riola, your phone calls in a moment. Reminder about buckling up. Seatbelt saves lives. They prevent injuries only if properly worn. Make it click. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. NDOT Highway Safety Office. Who's on the line? We have Lauren on the line. Lauren, thanks for hanging tight. Go ahead. Hey, Chris. Uh, You guys mentioned earlier about Carlon Jones. The defensive end from Bay City, Texas, mm-hmm. that he had committed to USC. Yes, that is true. Yeah, I'm looking here on Rivals and it says verbal commitment 1218, decommitment 1218, and it's showing, for what it's worth, the fan future cast that uh, Nebraska 30%. So who's who's ahead? You just got that, didn't you, Elijah? Yeah, that news dropped about what forty five minutes ago. Carlon Jones yeah. to, to USC. So yep, it was probably on social media. There's a chance that there's a, a bug on the rival site right now, but that news just dropped. So it'd be weird if there was an immediate decommitment. Who knows though? Well, it 
I don't know. It's showing Nebraska. One thing says Nebraska, Ohio State tie. Yeah, he isn't coming here. Is what we're telling you, Lauren. Oh, thanks okay. for calling. Appreciate it, man. All right, thanks. Four eight nine twelve forty to get in if you want. Yeah, uh, USC is is where he's at. Maybe that decommitment was from Ohio State. I think it could just be a bug in the rival site. Is, sure. is what I'm most likely thinking. There, there may be a lot of traffic on on rivals on on three on twenty four seven. Uh, we're loaded up for signing day for you, though, come Wednesday. And excited to have Coach McBride next segment as well. But, you know, we've kind of gotten into what this this is. And Nebraska's had moments in their program that have furthered the program on. Different trajectory. And you've had some some ruts that the program's been in. Uh, Pre-Turter Gill, you couldn't beat Oklahoma. Uh, Pre-Tommy Frazier, you you couldn't really get by. You were starting not to get by Colorado, and it it wasn't a good day for you in the Orange Bowl. Okay? Mm. (laughs) So so right now, it's it's a different entrance point for, for Dylan Raiola. It's still the Big Ten. It's a new Big Ten. And what it does is it gets Nebraska a, a fighting chance instead of a knife v. gun fight. You, you're, you're either going to be in a knife fight or, or be able to show up to a gunfight. Sorry about the analogy, but that, that's what you've got. You've got a difference maker at quarterback like Oregon and Washington have had. You've got a difference maker and a decision maker like Michigan and Ohio State have had. And in some years, you know, Penn State's had – uh, a, a difference maker at quarterback, not to the level of Ohio State or Michigan, but they've had blue chip NFL guys around, and this will bring more NFL potential to Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And Schmidt, before we get out of here this hour, not to cut you off, we have a, a comment in from Trev Alberts on Twitter. He quote tweets Pete Thamel and says, GBR. All right, so Trev has confirmed it. Right, what more do you need? Charlie McBride's reaction and uh, get his thoughts. Hour two coming up at Tail Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back with you, it's Hour 2. It's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel. The news is good for Nebraska. Dylan Riola is in more postings on Instagram, more postings on Twitter. Made his announcement with a poem and uh, has talked with Pete Thabel of ESPN.com. So we shall see uh, what uh, your mood continues to be. 489-1240, 489-1240 if you want to get in. Uh, we are efforting Coach McBride. We'll see if that happens or not. But for now, happy to take your reaction as a Nebraska fan with the news. You get a five-star quarterback. You get a legacy. You get a guy that could change the program around. How you feeling? Uh, can join us and share your thoughts, 489-1240 or 
888-528-5865. We'll get to your comments in the stream as well. Several hundred of you joining us online. Hail Varsity YouTube channel. I have I have made the adjustment in honor of Dylan Riola, not one but two cough drops. Thanks to Elijah Herbal coming to the rescue. Thought I had a bunch of them stashed in my bag. I do not. But this from Dylan Riola and um, his comments to Pete Thamel. Uh, and uh, here is how it went down on the phone interview and some quotes from Riola with Thamel. And uh, in the phone interview Monday, Riola detailed how a lifetime of being intertwined with Nebraska football played into his decision. His father, Dominic, an All-American offensive lineman there, his uncle Donovan, the school's offensive line coach, quote from Dylan, I firmly believe that Nebraska is in my blood. It's a great opportunity to be part of something bigger than myself. Nebraska is a special place. So Nebraska marks the third school for Riola, for Riola. He's been tied to in recruitment, committed to Ohio State, decommitted, then chose Georgia, and, uh, and then flipped. Uh, Monday, you also had the news of Carson Beck. We kind of detailed that. The 12-1 starter for Georgia will return for 2024. Uh, Riola said there's uh, a lure to potentially restoring glory to the Cornhuskers amid the program's seven-year bull drought, spanning three head coaches. Nebraska's history includes five titles and three Heisman winners. More from Dylan, quote, I just think it mean, it'll mean a lot to bring it back just because of a legacy of so many great players that have walked through that locker room that's been established there to keep doing what they established. Just the history in Nebraska football, the program, it's not just another program. And uh, more from Dylan here, I believe my dad being there. I understand the history of the program. I also understand my family legacy there and the fan base and aspirations. I strongly believe in the vision and culture that Coach Rule has established with his staff. I went there with an open mind. I think it was just another opportunity to be around the whole staff and understand really Coach Rule's vision and culture and what he intends for Nebraska to be. He understands that himself. That's huge. He can implement that into his coaching style and the way he interacts with players. And he says, look, I noticed that the way his players gravitate towards him. He really cares about the person and the man you're becoming. He uses football, that platform, to help develop you as a man. That's what makes him the most special. He gets the most out of him because he's built such strong relationships. So that is some of the comments and some of the quotes from Dylan Riola to Pete Thamel on the why. And, you know, the way when this, we're talking a week's worth of coverage of this back to last Monday to now. And Nebraska is able to pull the flip off, which is great, but there's a lot more to it than smooth talking or just being persistent to to get a yes instead of a a maybe. Nebraska, Matt Rule, this staff, kudos to you. Donnie, kudos to you. And kudos to the Riolas for having an open mind 
I'm not saying it's the easy take, but to, to be able to choose between Ohio State and Georgia, where they at are at in the college football world, in the landscape they're in, I mean, I know they're not playoff teams this year, but they are about every other year. Raiola's taking a challenge on to make Nebraska a playoff team soon. And he's doing it because Matt Rule was not just words. Matt Rule, over his first 12 months on the job, backed up his words from his, oh, his first press conference to his first contact with Dylan Raiola. He backed it up with actions all the way through. And that's what the, the selling point was here. It's that trust factor, as we talked about last week with, with Bill and as Damon told me on Heard at Sports Radio last week. It's about trust. Dylan and the whole Raiola family really felt that trust factor with Nebraska. And once they were able to trust what Nebraska was, quote-unquote, selling them, I don't think it was a sell, but you get what I'm saying. Right, what he's pitching. It was about coming back home. And, and they, they feel that this place is home for them. And, and I think that's evidenced. Go back to the first time we ever heard the name Dylan Raiola Schmidt, you mm-hmm. and me. It was after a, a, a summer camp in Nebraska. And, man, who's this kid making all the throws? Who's got this kid? Riola. Oh, Dom's son? That was him as a 15 No, I know. And, and an incoming freshman in high school. We're all expecting Dom or, or Dylan to be this psycho offensive lineman. And I mean that lovingly, all right? But that's the, that's the thought. And you go back to Mitch's story with this on the Average Joe podcast about how you know, John Kitten is like, no, dude, your, your kid can throw. <laughs> uh, you might have something here, and, and away you go. 489-1240, I mean, open phones here this hour if we don't run down Coach McBride, but, but still open for the majority. But your reaction as a Nebraska fan, I mean, what, what are your expectations of, of, of Dylan and Nebraska? And I think he can come in and do good work as a freshman. That's not out of the ordinary for freshmen to win a job or get an opportunity. I think what Nebraska is also going to have, Elijah, is some some insurance. What I mean by insurance is familiar face, familiar face, mentorship, mentorship. Your your insurance is going to be Casey Thompson, mm-hmm. okay? And I think this is the the plan for Casey, or it could be the plan for Casey. I think Casey uh, is, is well. He's back in town first and foremost. Uh, and, and I think he has a chance to, to be a walk-on with some NIL love. And if he wins the job, okay. I don't think that's what everyone's thinking right now. But he's, he's an option. He is a veteran option. You want a veteran option in that quarterback room in case there's injury, in case there's indecision, in case there – when I mean by indecision, you just – you got to be ready as a freshman, and, and Nebraska's got to get him ready. That's the coach's job. So, But I think Casey Thompson's going to be a part of this discussion point. You've got Danny Kalen, which is great. You've got Dylan Riola Dylan right now, and who knows what happens with Harburg or, or Chubba. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be nice if Chubba would stick, but I don't know that that's a reality or not. And if you're, if you're Harburg, I mean, you, you look really good as an H-back. Could always go back to doing that and be an emergency option. Who's on the line with us? Eric on the line. Eric, thanks for hanging in. Go ahead. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Great day for Nebraska sports, but you know you can't can't argue with that. And I think this is going to be, in my opinion, it's going to also spread to other sports. I think it's just going to get some momentum going for the whole 
a sports program. I'm hoping that's the case anyway. And I hope we can put to bed some of the naysayers about Matt Rule. I love the guy. He's doing a fantastic job, and as well as the rest of the staff. I, I think we're heading in the right direction for sure. Hey, thank you so much, Eric, for the phone call. Appreciate you tuning in. 489-1240, open phones this hour. You want to jump in. And he talks about momentum. Right, and this is, you still got to get it on the field, but you, you can start that momentum on field with off-field acquisitions. And let's let's be clear here. Momentum on the field is important, but it's not Wednesday yet. No. It's not Wednesday yet. And this is having national ripple effects mm-hmm. through college football, the Riola flip. It's, it's been expected to be coming, but the week isn't over yet. I'm not guaranteeing you surprises on Wednesday. I wouldn't go that far. But this Husker coaching staff is is doing what they can. The uh, the quote I saw on Twitter earlier, I can't remember which recruiting staffer it was, but they put it up on Twitter, full court press. Mm-hmm. That's what Nebraska's at right now with, with this this cycle. You still got, what, 36 hours until signing day? You do. You got phones to bang. Uh, you have uh, FaceTimes to have. Actually, is there a dead period going on? Am I going to – well, it doesn't matter anymore. There's electronic communication. Uh, so Scott says this uh, should make Michael Wilbon choke on it. <laughs> Long memories. I love it. I love it. No, Nebraska needed this type of shot in the arm at the premier position in college football to give them uh, a chance moving forward. It's a lot to ask of a true freshman, but he's a he's a, he's a different kind. He's of a true different freshman. kind of true freshman with a five star. Who's with us? Aaron. Aaron, thanks for calling. Aaron, go ahead. Yes, I just wanted to say thank you to Trev and Matt Rule. Uh, heard a lot of rumors about all the hard work they're putting in, and uh, I think Wyo is an example of what the staff is doing and the work they're putting in and the future that we have ahead. Go Big Red. Aaron, thanks for the phone call, 489-1240 or 800-825-5865. Patrick uh, is seconding that he is taking Wednesday off. (laughs) Could be a a new national holiday. It is for some, but uh, maybe what Brett says, program changing. And there's so many good things going on. You have the momentum. And Nebraska, I know, didn't get bowl eligible this year. But can Nebraska get a guy like Wingo? Can they make a few more moves in the class? They did a good job of getting bricks. Uh, the the tackle from Iowa. Uh, you have done marvelous work with in-state talent as you were able to lock up so many good in-state kids, and you kept Kalen. Chopper 76, and we are behind in our comments, so we will get those and roll throw through these comments on the stream. Hail Varsity YouTube, where you can watch the show. Uh, Chopper 76, holy crap balls. I don't believe, it, I didn't believe it would really happen. Oh, it has happened, as Dylan Riola is in for Nebraska. Who's with us? John is on the line. John, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Uh, I just heard you say Dylan Riola is in. Are you sure? I'm positive. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Bubba Starling. Remember that guy? Yeah, I did. Now, um, was he going to go play baseball or was he going to play football? Kind of everybody knew that he was being we were, we were being used so that he could get a good deal. This is not so, a similar situation at all. Yeah, John, I don't think. Uh, yeah, are you are you here to? Uh, I, I understand the Husker PTSD you have. Relieve yourself, or are you are you excited at all, or are you just worried about? Oh no, what can go wrong with this? Yeah, what can go wrong? 
it, it, the Husker PTSD, I understand that, but the commitment is there. P- pin has been put to paper from what I have heard. It's a done deal. Okay. All right, great. Thanks for listening. Now the question becomes, what can he do on the field? Dude, uh, how many how many Nebraska fans are... It's the Husker PTSD. I, I get it. You laid it out earlier. 23 years since the national championship. I, I understand A lot that. of Husker fans out there don't believe good things can happen to this football program. I, I know. But, and I know the last four games of the of the regular season, the way those things went down, it's it's more, more torture. But seriously, even your most ardent naysayer of, of, of air quote, nice things – Enjoy this if you're a Nebraska fan. Take the off-season, off-field win at this level, right? I mean, it, it programs, there's five of them, maybe four, that print five stars or high four stars that come in and play. And, and Nebraska's not been one of them mm-hmm. for a lot of years because of their, their offense being the option offense. But now you're... You're in an era where it's going to be pound the football, play action, and have a guy that can slice up some some teams uh, with his arm. And I don't mean to be dramatic here, but the Great Plains region has been devoid of a college football power for about as long as Nebraska's been down on their luck. Aside from Ohio State. I don't consider Ohio State Great Plains. That's that's Midwest. Okay. There's a difference. I'm, I'm so talking, you're saying, okay, so not Northern school. You're going Midwest. I'm going, going Midwest. true Great Plains region. It's been devoid of a power. Maybe you could argue Oklahoma. They're a little south to me. Mm-hmm. The Great Plains region. This is the first step in the process of Nebraska reclaiming their spot as a Great Plains power. There's a lot, there's a lot that needs to be done to reach that point. But you think about the 500-mile radius of Nebraska, we've talked about it a lot. There's plenty of talent around here, and you supplement it with talent from across the country. Nebraska's gotten their first real talent from across the country. They have to capitalize on it. They have to make something of Dylan Royal. They have to use that development, and they have to make sure it translates to the field. But if you can do that, there's no reason more five-stars won't be coming to Nebraska. If you can show them, you know what, Nebraska's a place where we'll take you, develop you, you will win games here, and you will go to the NFL, this is the first step towards rebuilding Nebraska to that to that that mountaintop that so many Husker fans want to see. And I don't well, want to be dramatic here, but that's the kind of magnitude that this commitment and this signing has on the program. It opens the door for it. Yes. I mean, instead of a hard sell or having to lure somebody of that ilk here, you can do both. You can you can develop and you can get the high-end talent and, uh, and, and mix together and that's what Alabama and Clemson and LSU been doing for years as they get the high-end talent along with the development. More of your thoughts coming up at 489-1240. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. So I got to love fake Will Bolt on Twitter. He is reacting to John's phone call. What's next? Is the next caller going to compare this to Harrison Beck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to blame John. I understand the Husker PTSD that you've gone through. I understand that. You know what, though? But there's it's, a different it's, management. It's, it's, yeah, it's different. You have different management. You've got different management. You've got vision. You've got a plan. And you saw this team, despite a billion injuries, and I know a lot of you weren't happy with the the way the games ended, but presumably you're you're not going to be trailing. Uh, and if you are, you may have a, a better shot at, at finishing out with the two-minute situation. And, and quarterback quarterback coach is key. Uh, earlier caller touched on that. 
Uh, and also, that's been a, a question mark here in the um, the stream. We'll get more of your comments here and your phone calls as well. But I think Nebraska is going to put this together right. They did their job keeping the door open with with the Riolas. They did their job with the visit this weekend. And it's it's been about authenticity for Nebraska. I think the, the Riola family got to see that the last year. And they felt pretty good about it, clearly, as he committed earlier. And what is this but the first big win of the Matt Rule era? We thought that the first big win of the Matt Rule era was going to be a Husker bowl game this season. I think Nebraska fans would trade a bowl game for Dylan First Rayola. big this win is hiring Tony White. This is bigger. Well, eh, listen, unproven and let's get the kid to campus and let him get comfortable and let him run the offense. But what you have now is a winning defense Yeah, you have a with, winning a, with defense. a lot of the, the talent back. And one of the things I think we should get into this hour before we get to the phone lines again is the fact that I talked about the long term, mm-hmm. what this can mean for Nebraska in the long term. In the short term, it's been talked about a lot. It's a four- or five-year rebuild for Matt Rule. Not anymore. Well, not anymore. He's on it, to year it, two. It might not be a two-year rebuild, but three in terms of being able to compete nationally in the, the scheme of college football. That's the kind of commitment Nebraska has got from Dylan Rowe. It's a guy that can put you back on the national map of college football. I don't want to say single-handedly. He needs some help, but that's the type of talent get your that wins. He is. Get your wins. Uh, you ease in with this early schedule, and then you have the freight train that is mid-October through the end of November with the schedule, the new Big Ten. You're going to have a, a, a gunfighter uh, that's – Quite capable on the offensive side. Husker Russ joins us. Husker Russ, thanks for calling. Thanks for taking my call, Schmitty. Um, I'm 55 years old. I spent the last 10 years working up in the East Stadium as a fan host. I've seen all the ups and downs. And in my life, one thing I've noticed, and some people are are not happy unless they're unhappy. (laughs) And uh, it's, it's it's time that we put the past in the past, okay? There's a reason some kids don't come here is because they see all the negativity of all the fans here that are whining all the time. And, uh, you know, it's time to sack up and let's get behind this thing. I've been trying to tell people Matt Rule is the man. Um, he's he's a, not only a good football coach, but he's a good person raise these young men and to make them be better and if you look across the landscape of college football most guys jim harbaugh all they care about is winning and yeah we want to win but we want to win the right way here in lincoln nebraska and um i've seen it and uh this reminds me of tom osborne staying with my favorite and the unl quarterback of all time turner gill Um, he didn't win any natties, but he was a great guy, and he was a great player and a great person. And I think it's time that everybody just let's do the positivity. Mm-hmm. Let's get behind the program. Guys are putting in the work. Rule is putting in the work. The other guys are putting in the work. They're doing what they can to bring this thing back. And we all need to get in this together and quit wondering this thing and figuring out how it's going to go wrong and what's, you know, this could be this or be that. This is the kid that's going to bring other good players, higher-level players here and give us a chance to be relevant again. Russ, I think you're on point. I think you're echoing a a lot of 
what you have felt and, and many Nebraska fans have felt for the years. You got the right guy at the helm, and it's going to take the work that gets put in. And I totally agree with you that Nebraska is putting the work in. And you got to have some special guys, too. And, and you just got a special guy to have that opportunity at quarterback. And it's through the work that the staff put in. And you know what? I think it's, it's great to celebrate and, and think what can be if you're a Nebraska right. fan versus, right. versus what, just, what has be been. Can be happy for three days? Can we be happy around here and not find something wrong with it? Or just, oh, what's going to happen? I mean, can we all just be positive for once and say, let's go Big Red? Yeah, let's, 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 let's become I mean, no, I mean, this is the contrast. Uh, Russ, your your phone call compared to, to John's phone call, I mean, John's like, oh, God, how's this going to go wrong? Yeah, I, I mean, listen, we don't have a crystal ball, but I think you've you've kind of put the, the nail in the head together with the uh, the positive attributes, and it's it's okay to, to hope and, and to have some hope that it's going to be different. Russ, thank you for listening, man. Appreciate your phone call. Uh, well said. 489-1240 or 800-825-5865. Elijah's going to take some more of your calls. We'll get to more of your stream comments here as Tim checks in. And says getting Raiola and the rest of the star-studded class coming in is huge, but it'll also be gigantic that we're able to hold on to Tony White. And uh, totally agree there. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll get to your phone calls in a moment. Who's with us? John's on the line. Uh, same, different. Different John. Different John. John, thanks for calling. Yeah, I got it. You've answered all my questions except how much is this going to cost us? To bring the quarterback in here, I have no earthly idea. I mean, I you know, okay. Matt Rule laid out for you a, a, a really good quarterbacks between one and two million dollars. And, and one other thing, uh, that other gentleman, I try to be positive. Wasn't okay? you? <laughs> no, no, I, I try to be positive. Okay, I'm seventy nine, but I've been waiting twenty years and hearing all this. And I can understand why a lot of the old timers are a little bit gun shy right now that, that this is going to work out. And if, and if all the regents and the sports people would have been more looking at what was going on, maybe we could have put the skids on this 10 years ago. That's the only thing I have to say. And John, have a good day. You too, bud. Thanks for the phone call. 489-1240. 489-1240 to get in. So that was, that was not previous john and one quick thing to note here is you do go check twitter and as we talked about well what's next what will have the next 36 hours omar hales has tweeted we ain't done yet okay so omar checking in omar said ain't done yet you've got a five star in in wingo that's out there at receiver uh yeah you had a couple of kids in uh that you know we're, uh, we're interested here. A couple of linebackers, one that's an Oregon commit, and uh, one that is, I mean, Richie Incognito is, uh, is tweeting out the video from Dan Orlowski. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah we got Richie. Coming. We got a Not My Richie. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. No, I, I love Richie. Let's it, get it, Richie back to Memorial. I honestly. love Richie. Richie and Garth used to hang out a lot. Really? Yeah. Richie's, Richie was always good stuff. Richie was always a good dude to me. Uh, first interview I ever did was Richie Incognito. Wow. Yeah. 
You go back to the phone lines here, though, Shmini, Yes. Where enough, another enough John Wayne. John, number three. John, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Yeah, guys. I just wanted to point out that when Rule first got hired, what did me and probably 80% of the fan base think his first mistake was, was keeping Raiola. We all just need to chill. Uh, we're an abused fan base. <laughs> it's been rough. But uh, no, man, I, I think this is fantastic news for everybody. I just want to make that comment. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, they were like, dude, what's he doing with Donnie? What's he doing? With... He was not BSing you when he said that it was the same philosophy on how you do the offensive line. Imagine, imagine this. Play an offensive lineman when they're ready. Mm. Just imagine that. At least Donnie's had two years with the same group, right, to get some on-the-job training. And look at the kids that have been able to, to work under him that came in. Of course, Teddy, right? And uh, at, uh, at left guard once, uh, once Piper got dinged. I mean, you, you had guys that, that stepped up. You had a lot of guys that had been developed. I know the quarterback play wasn't great, but you had them ready to at least go in and at least look at Chubbin to try and make some plays. You got five wins out of Harvard. Now, the, the next step, and I, I believe this, I think Nebraska has really taken a hard, long look at uh, the quarterback spot, uh, clearly in the recruiting, but now you got to do it in coaching. And in Sats, Sats, the offensive coordinator, Sat is going to stay as the offensive coordinator, but Sat is not going to probably work with the quarterbacks. That's my feel. And uh, you'll have a couple of heads put together here for the offensive game plan. I wouldn't be surprised if Donnie's got a, a large voice in the, the, the run game design. And you've got some good uh, opportunity with, uh, with, with three minds putting a game plan together. you got, you got to not have too many cooks in the kitchen, but you need to have uh, some options there. And if you get a quarterback coach that can really enhance quarterback play, I mean, that's, that's been as, as much as anything. I mean, you've had quarterback coaches here before, and, and what's happened with it? You've, uh, I mean, Adrian got worse as his time went on. I think you could also argue the talent around him got worse. That's fair, but I'm saying Adrian, and Adrian, I'm not saying he was bad. I think Adrian's a hell of a good player, but I'm saying freshman Adrian versus junior year Adrian, despite the injuries. I mean, I, Mario, I love Super Mario getting a kick out of hearing him do media sessions, but uh, not, not, Great quarterback development, all right? Uh, same goes for where Nebraska was at uh, with the, the Riley era. I mean, they, for whatever reason, didn't have great quarterback development, and it was, uh, it was an issue. Are so you munching on the cough drop I it, so it, generously gave you? It's, it's about <laughs> gone. I had munching? to. I had to. I'm sorry to... to Crack in your ear. No, it's not that. Rob's going to bust through the door here and body slam me. Forgive me. No, it's gone. <laughs> it, it's about gone. You're not done, though. 20 minutes left. Open phones. Reaction to Riola saying yes to the Big Red. 489 1240. 
And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time at Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Uh, more of your stream comments. We'll get to as many of you as possible, as many of you on the phone lines, too. Reaction to Riola flipping to Nebraska, making his commitment official. And a lot of time between now and Wednesday for Nebraska to keep on hunting. Uh, who's with us on the line? Marty's on the line. Marty, thanks for calling. Marty, welcome into Hale Varsity. Go ahead. Hey, guys. So great to hear your voices tonight. And I, you know what? I'm done with the the impending sense of doom. <laughs> I am a Husker fan through and through, have always been, have been with this team, with this program, through all the growing pains. And you know what? Win, lose, or tie, I'm a Husker fan till I die, and this is a huge win. And I think we just need to soak it up, man. Just enjoy it. Um, I'm just so excited. I, I just, I don't know what else to say other than go Big Red. Marty, good stuff, and uh, awesome to hear from you. Thank you for calling us up. And, yeah, I mean, that's – that's we've had more of the this is awesome, this is a big moment. Clearly, this is what you've needed, this shot in the arm. You got the AD, you got the head coach, you got the defensive coordinator, now you get the quarterback, and you get a returning offensive line. It's okay to think big things. Uh, Brandon checks in, uh, and uh, – Lays out some thoughts here. If we can go two to four, two and four the next November, we might be in the top fifteen. Just saying, you start seven and zero. Oh, uh, that uh, three loss season in the Big Ten. I mean, it's going to be a new landscape, a new normal. Okay, your new normal in the Big Ten is. We were talking about the NFL playoff picture, and your division leaders typically, and I know they've added the game to it, but have been twelve and four. 13 and 3, right? In some special seasons, you're 14 and 2. Well, everything's going to be more NFL modeled. And don't be surprised if someday you don't see uh, kind of your AFC, NFC, or your, your, your top four Big Ten teams play to get to a Big Ten championship. I mean, there's so much on the table. There's so much on the table, and you could have a situation where you, you have this subdivision of your, your top 60, 64 teams in college football with their own NIL and transfer rules. I mean, all that's on the horizon. What you do have right now are two options, three options, really. You go high school to recruit and develop. You go JUCO to, to, to fill a void. Or you go portal. And more and more Programs that have been in the playoff, I think the the majority, six out of the last eight playoff teams have gone to the playoff going portal at quarterback. But the ones that haven't found their guy as a freshman, watered him, groomed him, put some talent around him, and let him go play. And I think with Nebraska and Matt Rule, you need to have a difference maker at quarterback. And that's there's pressure to perform. But I think Matt Rule's the kind of measured guy that is going to do his damnedest to make sure the kid's ready to perform. And I think that's also different. It's also different than, than past programs or past management putting a kid in before they're ready or putting a kid in when they're kind of ready and didn't do what's in the best interest of the kid. That's not going to happen in Lincoln and not going to happen 
with with uh, with Dylan Raiola. He'll he'll have a good shot at winning the job. If he does win the job, it's because he's earned it and he's ready, and he's the best option at quarterback. And other programs have put true freshmen in there and uh, given the supporting staff to uh, to go thrive. If if Casey Thompson's an option, a veteran voice and presence in that locker room, good. I want that option if I'm a Nebraska football fan to not ruin things for my true freshman before he's ready. I would like Chubba Purdy. He's played some college football, more college football than he has in the past. But that's a big ask where he could go somewhere else as a graduate transfer. You have Danny Kalen, which is awesome. High school talent, kid that was good enough to go to Missouri, stuck solid to Nebraska despite the Riola situation. And so your quarterback room looks pretty good right now if you're Nebraska. You know you've got Dylan. You know you have Danny. You know you have Chubba for now. You know you have Harburg. And uh, maybe you have Casey Thompson. It's not McCord and Riola, but it is Dylan Dylan Riola, top quarterback in the country that's coming in. And from a talent and a poise standpoint, you got to feel really good about him making some plays and making some things happen next year for Nebraska. And whenever we're just talking about what type of player Nebraska just got, like the excitement's well-founded. I know people, all recruiting rankings, they're bogus, who cares, doesn't matter if they get on campus. Quarterbacks are scouted and over-scouted, and Dylan Rell is a guy that's been in the spotlight since he was 15 years old. He's done it at multiple high schools in multiple different states, picked up offenses quickly. Every single place that he has gone, he has had massive amounts of success. 88 touchdowns to just 11 interceptions in his entire high school career with over 8,800 passing yards. Incredible stats. I mean, you look across the country, we're talking guys like in recent years, in terms of recruiting acumen, Trevor Lawrence, Arch Manning, Quinn Ewers, Justin Fields, the who's who of quarterbacks across the country. I mean, Dylan Rell is higher rated than Caleb Williams was coming out of high school. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that the expectation is that Dylan Raiola steps in right away and is better than Caleb Williams and what he did his freshman year at Oklahoma whenever he stepped in for, for Rattler, or he can do what Trevor Lawrence did his freshman year and take him to a college football playoff. I'm not saying that's what Dylan Raiola can do. I think the supporting cast are a little bit different at those schools, but that is the type of quarterback we are talking that Nebraska just got program-changing, the type of quarterback that puts Nebraska on the map of college football yet again right away. I mean, look, national people right now, are talking about Nebraska, talking about Nebraska in a way that they haven't talked about in over a decade in terms of what Nebraska is, what Nebraska can be. That's what Nebraska just got in terms of buzz and in terms of of national spotlight. You have to do something with it. You have to develop the kid. You have mm-hmm. to put pieces around him, but it's a lot easier to do so whenever you have that five-star highly rated quarterback that, I mean, is as close as you can get to generational that Nebraska's ever had. No, it's it's a big win. It's a big get. It's a day to celebrate. Uh, you know, Nebraska has the uh, the option to uh, not stop and, and, and keep going big, right? John, say- John Cook says, "Go big, dream big." Uh, Nebraska made a made a big time push and got a big time get today, officially. And you know what? Peer recruiting is a thing. And who does Dylan bring with him on Wednesday? Five stars usually don't come alone. I've said that before. They don't. They don't. Come on this rodeo with me. And in his mindset in that Pete Thamel story is right on. I want to I be somebody who flips what Nebraska's been. 
It's a, again, we talked about it. It's about the reckoning. It's about kind of making your mark, planting your flag, being a difference maker. You can be a difference maker at a lot of spots, but you can help a program get back up to speed and back up to prominence from where it's been. Uh, the uh, stairs that were taken by a Frazier and a Turner Gill were pretty monumental. Get by Oklahoma, go play for a national championship, play on that level. Get by Colorado and Oklahoma and, and go play for a national championship and win and, and, a national championship. And Ryle has got a longer set of stairs in front of him that he has to go climb. But given where Nebraska has been He's got a couple decade, stories of stairs. But given where Nebraska's been in the past decade, this is, I think, the biggest recruiting win for Nebraska in their history. It is. It, immediately, it puts Nebraska in that middle class of Big Ten football in a loaded league in 2024. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time, you're invited to find the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play is where you can find Hale Varsity Radio. All Riola today with that announcement dropping around 420 or so. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, big thanks to you for checking in with us and listening and all your phone calls, your emails, and of course your comments on the stream. Hail Varsity YouTube channel, Hail Varsity Radio Twitter can rewatch that way and uh, tell a friend about the show and uh, give us a uh, rating, good, bad, or ugly. We'll take it, happy for it, and uh, appreciate you doing so. 489-1240, still time to squeeze in. And you know what, Elijah, this has been a popular take by many national folks. And Joel Klatt weighs in, our friend from Big Ten Media Days. Massive get for Husker football. Can you imagine the Big Red getting it really dialed in? It would be excellent for college football. Like every national talking head, as Joey screams woohoo in the stream section. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the world of college football wants Nebraska to be good again. Abby checks in. I think Dylan's heart was always in Nebraska, but his potential, but with his potential, he had to pursue all options that would develop his talent. Now with Coach Rule, he can have the development that he needs. Who are we going with? Brandon's on the line. Brandon, thanks for calling. Go for it. Hey, guys. Good talking to you. I enjoy your show every freaking day. But appreciate you. What do you say? Hey, my big question is, I haven't heard much of it. I listen to you guys all the time. And uh, so now we bought the Ferrari. Mm. Where are we going to store it? My reference is to the offensive line. I guess I just haven't heard much about it. I guess maybe there's something going on that I haven't heard. I'm going to hang up with the you guys can answer. Thank yeah, you so I, I mean, you've got uh, four or five starters back uh, with guys that have started before. So... I think the, the fact that, that Uncle Donnie's coaching the guys that are supposed to protect and keep you safe, there's an emphasis on it. Who are we squeezing in? Tom here in just a second, but I'd also like to note that uh, a high-level quarterback can make their offensive line look better than they are as well. We've talked about that with running backs. A high-level quarterback that can feel a pocket and, and do what they'd like there. Get a running back and a quarterback and can, can, make an can help, line look help one another. Right? Obviously, you have to have that offensive line right, but a quarterback can... I, I like I like what they've got on the O line. Who's okay. with us? Go to Tom. Tom, let's squeeze you in, bud. Here, thanks for calling. Hey, thanks. Uh, did that uh, defensive lineman that decommitted last week from Texas? Did he uh, go somewhere else, or, or is he still available? 
the 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 earlier phone call. No, no, he said decommitted from Texas. I no, I wouldn't know. Oh, the the one that was from Texas decommitted from Nebraska. Yes. Yes. Oh, as far as I know, it, it yeah, does USC. USC. Yes. Oh, USC. Yep. Okay. Carla, Carlon Jones was leading Ohio State, and I guess the the word from on three was USC a little bit uh, about four o'clock or so. Okay. Well, hey, thank you. Uh-huh, appreciate it. Yeah, people love them some Carlon. Nebraska loved them some Carlon first. As uh, we don't get to you today, we're not going to. Sorry. Call us tomorrow. Plenty more on this. Call Nebra- Wednesday. Yeah, Nebraska's <laughs> quarterback room. Tomorrow on the show, Matt Verzel. Verzel, check in and give us his take on the quarterback. Uh, maybe a Searles sighting. Mitch Sherman. Good to be with us. Thanks to you for checking in. Again, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play for Hale Varsity Radio. Get the podcast that way. Back tomorrow at 4. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. A Huda Media Production.